Are you a corporation in need of coaching and training? A church or nonprofit that's seeking speakers, coaching, or training services? Conference organizer in need of a keynote speaker? Or a couple seeking relationship, premarital, or marital counseling or coaching? Great. Great. You You are are part part of our our C-Factor. That Life is a faith-based firm that provides speaking, coaching, training, and consultant services. Are you ready to be about that life? That Life specializes in helping individuals and organizations create transformational shifts that help them transition from caterpillars to beautiful butterflies. And we're looking to connect with decision makers who are booking upcoming retreats, conferences, or trainings. We are also available for group or one-on-one coaching and consultant services. Please contact us for a free consultation at livethatlifenow at gmail.com. And remember, live that life now. Sometimes it takes the bad days to appreciate the good ones. But no matter what, but you just keep winning. Just keep winning. Just keep winning. Have you ever felt like you couldn't make it? Welcome to That Life Podcast, where we discuss love and relationships, spirituality and faith, career and education, pop culture, and everything in between. We give our take on it all as we navigate the path to living that life. Hey, welcome, 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 welcome to another conversation. Yes, I'm excited about today's conversation. Yes, communication. Yes, we have had a lot of people ask us about communication and relationships. And so today we're going to be talking about communication. Yes. I recently read a quote, and this is kind of what inspired this conversation. It said, a healthy marriage is a never-ending conversation. Never. That's a big word. It is. It stuck out to me, though, because that's what we do. That's what this podcast is. It's just our conversations, right? Yes. We have all sorts of conversations. And so when it said a healthy marriage is a never-ending conversation, I said, ooh, that's interesting. Yes. This podcast is designed for that. The purpose to share our conversations with our listeners that they may continue the dialogue with spouses, family, friends, co-workers, this and that. But we're going to break down today the the ways and the differences in how to have these healthy conversations. Correct. The thought of a never-ending conversation can put some people <laughs> in anxiety mode. They're like, oh my God, don't we do enough talking? Like a never-ending conversation? But it's really just saying an open conversation, that the dialogue, the communication is open. That's all it's saying. Well, do you know when people say, and this even gives me a bigger boo anxiety when somebody say, oh, I need to talk to you. Oh, my God. You know, I've heard a lot of men say over the years that the worst things a woman can say to them is, we need to talk. Yes, we need to We need to talk. We need to talk. What does that mean? What do we need? And then you're thinking, we talk all the time. What does what do what? Why did you have to specify <laughs> that we, we need, need to, to talk. talk? What does that right. mean? So a healthy marriage is a never ending conversation. So I guess you don't have to have those we need to talk type of moments because your entire marriage is a conversation, right? And so what is a conversation? A conversation is simply a talk between, you know, 
two or more people in which, you know, you exchange news, you exchange ideas, you know, you exchange thoughts, things like that. And so it's simple, you know, not a lot of pressure. We have conversations with people all the time, right? When we're in the store, you know, um, the checkout clerk in the store may start up a conversation or as you're waiting in line, someone may start up a conversation. And so for the purpose of this podcast Mm -hmm. and us wanting you to understand that conversations can be simple, But we like to think that our conversations are sprinkled with communication Mm -hmm. um, so that they are effective. And that's the difference. It made me think of Colossians 4, 6, where it says, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Wow. Yes. Powerful. And so we know that just listening to that, we know that conversations, you know, themselves are good. But what we try to do based on that scripture is to season our conversations by adding communication to them. Hmm. Hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the communication aspect, you know, the fruitful part is actually like seasoning salt to your conversations so that your conversations aren't just, you know, pointless and that they don't go anywhere. So let's talk about the difference between conversation and communication. So conversation is an exchange of words. While communication is the transformation of thoughts. So when we say conversation, many times conversations, you could just be saying a lot of things. Exactly. With because no edifying, no exactly. nothing behind it. You know how you hear it. people say, or you just you running earlier, your mouth and you're not saying anything. And let's put it with Colossians, with no flavor. Yeah, no seasoning. Just talking, yes. Just mm-hmm. just talking bland. Mm-hmm. And, and so what we have to pay attention to is if your conversation is bland, your audience, your people do not hear you mm-hmm. because you have not said anything of substance of interest. You're talking or words are coming out of your mouth, but there is nothing there. Communication is the transformation. Ooh, stop right there. The transformation. We're all about transformation, right? And And so that's the difference for us. Yes, it's the transformation. So when I think of transformation, something is working. A shift. Mentally. Yes. Working. So the first key to me is I need to be interested now in your conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, you taste something, and when it has good taste, you're like, "Ooh, this is good." You know, to me, <laughs> that's that season. When I get into the Word of God, I'm like, "Ooh, this is good." Yes. You know, this is matter from heaven. Our conversations with true communication be should be a transformation of thoughts and words into meaningful action. Right. So the conversation itself is just an exchange of words. That's the basis of a basic conversation. Mm -hmm. And like we said, that can occur anywhere. That could occur at the bus stop. That could occur in the grocery store, wherever. But communication is the transformation of those words and those thoughts into meaningful action. Yes. Conversation typically involves what you wish to share with another. Communication focuses more on what you wish to accomplish. Yes, there's a difference. Hmm. You know, like you said, you can just talk all day long about things that you want to share or what you, you know, you want to talk about. But communication focuses more on what you wish to accomplish. And that's why it's transformative. You know, 
um, communication is intentional. And so it has a goal in mind. And that's where we sometimes struggle. You know, we struggle to to meet that goal or to have a goal in regular conversation, you know, but true communication has a goal in mind and it bears fruit. Right. It should be productive. Yes. True communication should be productive. As you say, it bears fruit. It gives something. It leaves something. It plans something. Mm -hmm. It transforms. Yes. Yes. And so, you know, communication, like conversation, they're both, like we said, are the exchange of ideas and words, but communication imparts something in you, right? Like you said, you start to think, you start to get excited. Something starts to shift in you, Mm -hmm. you know? Something starts to grow. Yeah, something starts to take root and grow. And, you know, so something is imparted in you in a way that the receiver, the person you're talking to, can really understand the information. And that's what's going to bring about that change or that uh, action or that transformation, you know, because that is the point of communication. Communication is the exchange of ideas, but it's in a way that the person that you're communicating with can actually understand and receive what you're saying. And ready to act up on. Yes, because when you're having just basic fruitless conversations, you know, you can talk and talk and talk. And like we said, you're doing a lot of talking, but you're not saying anything because the person on the other side of you, I'm going to borrow from butterfly language. You know, (laughs) it almost sounds like Chinese and Spanish to each other, Mm -hmm. right? There's no real understanding. There's no imparting, no growth. No substance. Right, no substance. But true communication, when you sprinkle your conversation with a little seasoning, you impart some communication in there, even whether they know it or not, (laughs) you know, they come away from it with something new. There's an understanding. They can receive what you're saying. And this is why people get inspired and motivated by people like us, transformation strategists or motivational speakers or coaches or pastors or counselors because the words are coming and fruitful. But should we in a relationship, in a marriage, in a family, should we be inspired by one another? Yes. Should should our conversations and it's uh, you know when people first date they're excited. We talked all the time. We talked all night. We did this <laughs> and that. But then fell asleep on the phone. <laughs> that 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 communication dwells away to more of a conversation. And how do we pick back up the communication mm. where it's still interesting after a year, five years? 10 years, Mm -hmm. how do the conversation and the communication work together for the edifying of a body, mind, individually, and especially for relationships, marriages, families, communities? I think it takes work. I mean, it takes work. It's, It's, you know, being intentional about making sure that your communication skills are up to par and that your communication is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it's effective. Healthy? So, yeah, that it's healthy communication. It takes work, um, and it takes you being intentional about it every day and really working towards making sure that your communication is good. But I think that it's worth it because once you improve your communication, you can literally transform your relationships. I'm a believer you in know? being transformed. Yes. By the renewing. <laughs> <laughs> and so if you can improve your communication... You can improve your relationships. And this is with, 
you know, any type of relationship. This is your family relationships, romantic relationships, your business relationships, you know, any type of relationship. But today, and we do talk more about this um, in other platforms and other arenas, but today we're just going to um, briefly talk about four types of necessary communication in relationships. So we're going to talk about, you know, having conversations. We're all about it. But again, sprinkling your conversations with a little seasoning. And so for us, that means adding communication. So we're going to give you four types of communication that we feel is essential for your relationships. One is just general communication. Yes. General communication is what we consider. And again, remember, these are our views, our thoughts, our types of communication skills is random communication throughout the course of your normal day. Just that conversation that gets you through the day. Hey, did you do your homework? Mm-hmm. What's for dinner? Um, uh, pass the coffee. You know, just general <laughs> conversations. Yeah. Did you pay the landscapers? You know, it's just that general conversations. And, and let, let me be clear. People will say, well, that's just normal. That's what people do. I know people, I know couples that are struggling with the general conversation. Mm-hmm. So we we need to be able to function mm-hmm. properly in a relationship, a yeah. marriage, a family, a household. Absolutely. You, and, and no matter how general or normal it is, you cannot make it without that. Right. It's needed because it's how you are literally able to keep life going. But... The thing with general conversation is it really is just general. You know, it rarely results in anything beyond that. And so, like you said, did you pay the landscapers? What's for dinner? Did you buy milk? You know, did you run this errand? Those types of things. That's general conversation. Um, It seems like that should be easy. But like you said, there are people that even struggle with that. I read a quote and I have another one, of course. And the quote said that the single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that it has taken place. Powerful. I loved it. Yes. Because what they're saying is the biggest problem you're having with communication is the fact that you think you've communicated and you have not. It's an illusion. You really have not communicated. You think with these general conversations, the general communication, that that's it. You know, but we're here to tell you that that is just a part of it. So you think because you asked, how is the dog? Did you take the dog to the vet? How are the kids? You know, because you asked the kids, did you do your homework? Did you give the permission slip to your teacher? You know, you asked your mate, did you get the mail? Did you pick up the dry cleaning? You think you've communicated and that that is it. It is a form of communication and it is needed but it's just one part. Very necessary. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, as we spoke, number one is general. Yes. It is very general. You, you. This is your normal day-to-day general conversation. And we have to be careful not to make this general conversation our main conversation. Yes, or only. And only conversation. And like I said earlier, some people are not even having the general conversation. And so, you know, we could leave the house and we get to work, school, wherever, and we say good morning. But... 
do we say good morning mm. to the people in our house? Mm -hmm. Do do we say how was your night? We say it at work. We, we say, say how was people. your weekend on yeah, Mondays? Yes, but are we having even this of a general conversation with people in our relationship, people in our marriage, family, our children, mm -hmm. I, I know people that you wake up with. It's amazing. And I say this all the time. This is why I say you could be in a house full of people and, and still be alone. Mm -hmm. Still be lonely. Still be alone. Because, because no one's talking. <sighs> no one is having conversations and, and they're definitely not communicating. Meaningful one. So I, I right. love the quote about you know, the illusion mm. that is taking place, the thought you feel like it's going because uh, one thing I use in psychology, we have become conditioned. Yes. So we do these things, we ask these normal things, and this is our daily communication. Yes. Or daily conversation, I should say. Daily conversation. But the truth is there is no real communication happening. Yes. It's just something to get us by. And so, yeah, this general conversation, it can really have us thinking that, you know, that is it. We have this down pat. We're communicating. But the truth is this alone is not enough to sustain us. And so that's why we need number two. We need focused communication. Focus. We need to build blocks. Yes, you I know. like that. I like calling it the building block type of communication. Yeah, we, we need it because focus means work. Yes. It means work. So when we talk about work, so let's talk about work for a minute. When we're at work and, you know, we have staffing, so we have administrative meetings. Mm -hmm. We have focused meetings. You we have meetings have on a certain topic, right, yes. where, you know, something specific we want to talk about. This is where you set up a meeting specifically to talk about certain goals, yes. ideas, thoughts concerning your family. Yes. Concerning your marriage. Yes. I mean, that right there is powerful. You mean, we already said I do. We have to talk about <laughs> our marriage or what is it to talk about? We married. I mean, <laughs> and, and I've heard people say that. So people are like, well, what are we going to talk about? I'm with you. What 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 is it to talk about? Mm -hmm. But this is why it's focused communication because mm -hmm. in your marriage, whether one year, five years, ten years, you should always be building mm -hmm. on this marriage and, and taking building. inventory and you know focusing on goal setting. No matter mm -hmm. what, we we have come into a time. Of social distancing. COVID yes. has took us for a loop. And now it's been way over a year, right? Yes. Have we had conversations? Or when did we have conversations? When did we realize that the world has changed? <laughs> and if the world has changed, corporations had put meetings out. And they put documents out yes. and emails out saying yes. how to change, how to do, what this to do. This is how we're going to proceed. Right. And our families, have we talked about what are we going to do? What's the impact of this on, on our family, on, our, on family. our marriage? How is social distancing going to look for us? Mm -hmm. How is uh, getting tested going to look for mm -hmm. us? How is the vaccine going to look for us? Ooh, that's a big one. What are we going to do? That's where we're talking about focused communication. Not Don't make these type of topics general. No. Because nobody's hearing. Exactly. Focus is, yeah, we need to sit down and discuss these types of things and evaluate it where we are in this house on these issues. Yes, I love it. You know, it can be 
This time your focus convert your focus conversation is about finances, you know, specifically about budgeting. What are we doing with that? You know, how do we look with our finances and with our budgets? Are we on track? Are we overspending? Are we underspending? Should we be doing more? You know, same thing like you said with COVID was a really yeah. good example. You know, what does this mean for us? How are we going to tackle this? How are we going to handle this? Even when we you look know? at the finances, I mean, do you have lunch money? Do you have mm-hmm. gas money? You know, did something come up? We so busy doing, and again, it's not a general. It had to be focused. You have to say, are you good mm-hmm. on petty cash? Do, Do we, we need have to a, increase yeah, your yeah, petty cash? Right. What's, what's in the accounts? What's in their funds? We cannot assume. Mm-hmm. These are focused conversations that we need to have with each other on these types of things. And we do this, you know, for people we have specific uh, conversations on how to communicate about finances, how to communicate with your partner about spirituality and faith, Mm -hmm. how to communicate about, you know, blended families, a multitude of things. And so when you do this, you know, this is something that can be done on your own, but this is also something, this is where when you are seeing a counselor or you have a coach, this is where the focus communication comes in. And so you can um, do this with the help of a coach or a counselor to assist you with this and to keep you accountable and keep you on target. Right. And and many times I've had to do this and we do this with clients and couples because sometimes, believe it or not, and we've seen it at work, focused meetings can kind of get, you know, aggressive. Mm-hmm. And just off the subject. Or, you know, it, we feel like we're being attacked. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you need a mediator. Yes. To help you mm-hmm. uh, with the dialogue and understanding. Because sometimes I've seen people saying the same things, but they're not hearing each other. I told other. you, we can borrow from butterfly <laughs> language to speak in Spanish and Chinese to each other. Yes. That's the problem. But also, like you said, the mediator, that's a good thing mediator, coach, counselor, because if the goal for this meeting is to talk about our finances or to talk about how we're going to handle COVID, you have to stay focused on the issue, not the people. Yes. You know, let's talk about the issue. Let's not get sidetracked and start talking about the people and doing any type of blaming or whatever. We're focused on the issue at hand. And remember, we're building blocks. So, Focused communication, in my mind, is a planning part. We're yes. discussing where to go. Yes. It's not about blame. It's not no, about it's about who how did, do we tackle this do. issue and how are we doing with it? Yes. You know, I'll throw this out there, but this is a conversation for a whole nother day. Like you said, with the marriage and when people say, well, why am I talking about my marriage? Like, we're doing it every day. We're already married. Maybe you, I, I'm a big fan of inventory. Like you said, one, five years, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Are you fulfilling the mission of your marriage. But in order to do that, you have to have a mission uh-huh. statement for your marriage. Another conversation. So that's a whole other conversation, but I just wanted to throw that but out there. But very true. You have to, yeah, yeah. That's another, that's another story. Exactly. We'll get back to you on that, or you have to seek us for our coaching and counseling because that's a whole other story. Uh, but with that said, you know, the third part is... Intentional communication. Yes. 
this is my favorite um, one. And I think for us, because you'll probably hear us talk, use the word intentional a lot just in our lives and being intentional about things. And so it's the same thing with communication. We really feel like you have to have intentional communication and it can be about anything, you know, just be intentional. You know, um, a couple of weeks ago, our episode uh, topic was about George Floyd. And uh, a few episodes ago, go back if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. But we talked about the George Floyd verdict. Mm -hmm. And we talked about how you really need to incorporate these types of things into your family conversations, right? right? You need to communicate with each other, especially with children, invite them into the conversation just to understand how they're feeling, their thoughts on things like that. And that's intentional communication, you know, where you're going to invite your children in, for instance, and you're going to just really talk to them. You know, it, it could be at the dinner table where you have these conversations. You know, you're going to have, um, it can be about TV, an episode that you watched, a movie that you watched. And so you're really intentional about trying to talk about what's going on with your partner or what's going on with your children, what's going on in the world, you know, what's going on in school and things like that. So for me, intentional communication is more about the attendees. Mm -hmm. It's more about who's present, mm -hmm. who we're talking to, who you're talking to. Not saying the conversation or the communication is not important, but at this time, the intentional part is you intended for this person to be here. So when we look at this, you know, I know even with me, with children, it was times where I wanted to make sure that I made sure I had a conversation mm -hmm. with the children, but maybe not always at the same time. Because, mm -hmm. you know, everybody's not going to talk in a group. So I needed to run to the store to pick something up. So I would grab one and be like, ride with me. You know, mm -hmm. and they probably don't want to do that. But, you know, <laughs> you you make them ride with you, make them put their phone down and have a conversation just to the store mm -hmm. and back. And you give them that time attention intentionally. Mm -hmm. That is powerful to really see where they are, what they think. And it could be talking about uh, George Floyd, mm -hmm. or it could be talking about something happened on social media or what happened at school or a TV show, or, you know, intentionally as a family or as a person that, you know, you like scary movies, you watch a scary movie, mm -hmm. but then you talk about it afterwards with that person. Those kind of intentional conversations, because like I said earlier, people are in a house together and there is nothing going on. Mm -hmm. uh, people are really not talking, barely having general conversations. We're talking about being intentional of who you are talking to. Yes. So, you know, another thing is, like you said, being intentional with children. So, you know, like you said, inviting people in, the attendees. Also, it could be with, you know, parents or older couples around you or uh, ministry leaders around you that you trust, being intentional just about talking to them, just to hear their thoughts on how mm -hmm. they're handling things, getting their point of view. Same thing, you know, what their thoughts are on this situation or that situation. Um, most importantly, mm -hmm. and something <laughs> that we talk, we talked to a few couples about this, 
but being intentional about inviting God into your joint conversation. So we, we, you know, <laughs> we, and this is, you know, we won't get deep into it, but we've learned to have conversations like we're having conversations with our listeners now. We have conversations. This is truly our conversation. And we could be having this conversation and, you know, it's intentional. And then it's focused at the same time because maybe we're talking about our ministry mm-hmm. or we're talking about our careers. And as we have in these conversations, we'll call God on a three-way. Yes, and what I, I like mean that. by that is, you know, as we're talking, we'll be like, Lord, now, you know, <laughs> these people in this place going to make me lose my mind up in here, up in here. But we know that you are a mind regulator. You are a keeper. And we can go into these conversations mm-hmm. while we're talking one to another and, you know, not go into what we consider a normal prayer. Mm-hmm. I believe God hears us at all times. Mm -hmm. And so we add him literally to our conversation intentional. Yes, because all prayer is, and this is a subject for another day, but all prayer is is a conversation with God, right? And so, yes, we do um, actively pray together another conversation um, for another day. But in this uh, mode, what we're talking about is like you said, just regular conversation. And you really should between, if you're in a relationship between the um, two people in a relationship, but then also with the children, you know, practice that so that it is the norm for them. You know, if you don't um, say grace or pray over your food at dinner, you can start there. Yeah. You know, when you're all together by doing that, that's the start. But then just in general conversation, if you do it and invite them in, you're inviting them and God into the conversation, they will get comfortable with it. Yes. You need to, you know, one thing we do, we we have been doing since we've been together is we still have dinner together. Mm-hmm. Intentional. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter how light or big <laughs> the dinner is, we have it. But one thing I've learned is no matter who's at our house around dinner time, we invite them to the table. Mm-hmm. And we always start with prayer. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, no phones, no this, no that. We have a conversation, whether it's just me and you or it's other people at the table. We invite them, children, adults. Mm-hmm. We invite them to have that intentional conversation. Yes. So I still believe. You know, everybody taking a plate, going to their room, you know, (laughs) that's probably good for some folks, but you need to be intentional, you know, and have conversation with people. Yes. So that brings us to the fourth type of communication. I like to call it edifying communication. And it's really just a wellness check. You know, it's being intentional also, you know, because you're setting like a set amount of time throughout the day, for instance, where you say, even if it's 10 minutes throughout the day, you come home in the evenings and you're like, you know what? This is our our edifying communication. Where It's time where you don't talk about work. You don't talk about the kids. You don't talk about bills, any of that type of stuff. You just really talk about what's going on with each other. Yeah, this is, uh, this is really important. You know, we call it, as you said, a wellness check. So mentally, you know, I need to be able to look at my spouse. I need to be able to look at my children and, you know, ask the questions, 
what are you thinking? And how many times I've stopped you? Uh, we could be somewhere <laughs> doing something. We'd be driving and it's just silence. I'm like, right there, right what's there. That what's that thought? <laughs> what's that thought? What's that idea? I want to know what's going on in your head. That's edifying communication. Mm-hmm. We want to, I, I want to hit that. I want to talk about what, what you got going on. Yeah. It's, you know, what are your thoughts? You know, what are your ideas? But also your emotions. How are you feeling? Are you okay? Yes. That's something even just that simple. Are you okay? Yeah. You know? What has you? What what has you have an anxiety? Mm-hmm. Are you stressed? Are you just tired? Yes. If you're tired and, you know. You can I, be mentally tired, physically tired, emotionally yeah. tired. Just how are you? Yeah. What What's going on? What was going on with your emotions and feelings? And that's. I mean, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think we know how to really tap into a person's emotions and feelings. The, the key is asking, having the conversation, communicating, yes. and hopefully the person can be transparent and tell you, yes, I am tired or I am sick and I'm sick of being tired or mm-hmm. I'm broke and I'm tired of being that or I'm tired of this mm-hmm. job. Those are things that can wear you down, but you need to be able to share them mm-hmm. with your significant others. Absolutely. I feel like the edifying communication is, you know, where you really stay in tune with each other. It's, you know, how you keep up with each other as you grow and you change. And so because this gives you an opportunity to really listen to each other, you know, as opposed to just talking, you're also really listening. And so it reminds me of James 1 and 19. The B part says, everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to become angry. Hmm. So if you think about the saying how people say, well, you have two ears and one mouth, so that means you should listen twice as much as you talk, right? And so this is your opportunity during um, the edifying communication for you to really hear your partner. Right, right. Listen really, really is important. Listening without responding. Right. So you're listening for an understanding, not just a response. Clarity. Yes. Because a lot of times when we're talking to each other and to other people, we listen so that we can respond. We're already calculating our response. Yeah, in our head, but this is a time where you're really listening for an understanding, you know, and for awareness. Yeah. Um, with no bias, to, just, yeah. just really trying to hear, mm-hmm. you know, and as we talked about, you want to hear them mentally. You want to hear them physically. You want to hear them emotionally. You want to take time out to really listen to the person and where they are. Mm-hmm. You want to listen, you know, with both your ears and your heart. You know, you want to be attentive to them. And like you said, watch them. You know, when you're listening, watch and pay attention. You know, when they talk about certain things, how their expressions change or, you know, if you feel like something is heavy and you can physically see it, watch them and pay attention. I really feel like the edifying communication is what helps you grow together and not apart. Because you know how people will say, well, we're just growing apart or we're going in two different directions or you know, you really don't even know me as a person anymore. That's why this edifying communication, these wellness checks, it's so important. Yes. Because this is going to help you grow together as opposed to growing apart because you're tapping in. You're constantly, you know, knowing what's on their mind, what's bothering them, what's making them happy. Maybe they 
found something new that's making them happy. Maybe they have a new hobby or something that they're interested in, you know? So these are the types of things that you're going to be aware of when you do that. Yeah. We, I mean, we all change, you know, life brings about a change. So we, we have to pay attention to each other. Uh, We have to be able to see and know, and again, listen, you know, with an interesting heart. And the hope is you're still interested mm-hmm. in your spouse. You're mm-hmm. still interested in their wellness mm-hmm. because what happens is this don't go well if you've lost interest. Mm-hmm. If you're just existing in a relationship, mm-hmm. you can't do a wellness check because you don't care enough. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, hoping and speaking to people that if you're in a relationship, if you're in a marriage and you're caring that, you know, don't just exist, have real communications, understand your spouse's mental, physical and emotional state of being. Mm-hmm. Also, I would say with the edifying communication, I would say that this is where um, edifying um, the wellness checks and then being intentional kind of interact. Um, they intersect because I would think a good thing that you could do that's edifying to your partner is write notes. You know, we do that. You're really good about that. Leaving sticky notes hmm. <laughs> in all kinds of places. Don't tell but my it business. can be something <laughs> <laughs> it can be something that's um encouraging. You know, it could be as some it could be a scripture, it could just be, Hey, I miss you. I love you. You know, um, leave cards. Oh, my God. We find cards all over the house in random places. Side note, I found a card the other day in my closet um, on my one of my shoe shelves. And literally, did you he hear had that? Signed... One of her shoe oh, shelves. God. I'm just We're... saying. <laughs> <laughs> and it had from, it was from 2020. And I was just now finding this card. And I was like, why haven't I? Why didn't I see this before? So. Things like that make you smile, though. And that particular day, I don't remember, but I could have been having a rough day at work or whatever. But seeing that card, that random card, would have definitely put a smile on my face. You know, and we can do it through text messages. We can send pictures. We can send memes, scriptures throughout the day um, to our partner, to our kids, you know. And those things can be both edifying as well as it's a part of you being intentional. Yeah, it shows that I'm still interested mm-hmm. in you. And I want to see you smile. Yeah, I'm I'm still excited. And and the cards does not have to be no. birthday, you know, Christmas no. or Swedish Day or Valentine's Day. I mean, those days are good, but don't get hooked on giving gifts just at that time. Really no. know your love language. And the cards <laughs> don't have to be those super expensive cards either. It can be a card from Dollar Tree. Like if, if as long as there's a good card that that exemplifies what you're trying to say, I mean, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. So those were four types. Let's throw in one more just to give them an extra um, type of communication that a lot of people don't so like really... like the way you look at me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Without saying anything? <laughs> yes, nonverbal communication. Uh, <laughs> she wants me. <laughs> it's body language, eye contact, facial expressions, and gestures. This is important positively and negatively Mm -hmm. yeah we really have to watch that because you know again be intentional about paying attention to the ways that you communicate non-verbally because a lot of times we may not even realize it you know um like you said it can be negative non-verbal like pay attention to yourself do inventory and see if you're always like rolling your eyes 
or sighing or smacking your teeth, you know, or waving someone off. Ooh. That type of thing when your partner is talking or your children or whomever. Purposely looking the other way. talking to you, yeah. Eye contact is powerful. Yeah. So that, that would be negative type of um, nonverbal communication. So just be mindful. Pay attention to that to see because that's communication as well. And so you want to, you know, keep a watch on that. But then also the positive nonverbal communication. You know, your partner could be doing the dishes or folding laundry. You know, when you walk by, just rub their back as you walk by. That's reassuring. That lets them know that you're thinking about them. You know, if you're walking, grab their hand if that's something that you don't usually do. You know, they say that studies show that touch really can help lift a mood, right? Yes. So just hold their hand, you know, as as you walk, surprise them. Sit next to them on the couch if you normally don't. Like if you normally, <laughs> and I know sometimes it's easy to be comfortable, you know, somewhere else, but just surprise them. Mix it up. Go get sit in their space. Yeah, get in that space. That reminds me of a challenge I saw on social media. I loved it. It was couples like a person would randomly just go and like hug their partner, like sit on their lap and literally just like wrap themselves around them and hug them. And they just wanted to see the partner's response. And in most of the ones I saw, some of the partners were really shocked, but some of the others, they all responded positively, shocked or not. Mm -hmm. And some of the others, they just grabbed them and just held them. And, and sometimes they would hold them and they would continue. I saw people with iPads in their hands and, you know, the person just came and, and, and hugged them and it was really good. But I think that those are the types of nonverbal communication we should do. Just walk up and, and hug your partner, blow them a kiss, smile at them from across the room. I, I noticed you watching me, you know, in Walmart or wherever. And I'm like, ooh, what you looking at? <laughs> I do the same to you. <laughs> so, yeah, nonverbal communication um, is just as important as the other types of communication because it can really uplift, you know, your loved one or it can make them feel bad. You know, even with your kids, be really mindful about your nonverbal communication because if every time they come to you with something, if you're just like sighing, you're just like, oh, you know, they're going to have their guard up. They're going to be hesitant to come to you. Also, when you mention children, be mindful of how you display mm -hmm. your nonverbal communication to each other. Yes. That is powerful because remember, we want our children to grow up and be in healthy, yes, loving relationships. Yes. And if they think, as G said about the negative things, they will think that's normal. Mm -hmm. We do not want to display that normalcy. We want smile. I mean, just in the house. Mm -hmm. Smile at your partner. Yes. Just smile without even saying something, but that smile knows, you know, I, I love you. I want you. I need you. I desire mm -hmm. you. I Make that you. where others can even see that. Yes. So, you know, we've given you a few different types of communication to get you going. Um, even within these types, there are tools to communicate, you know, that will help you um, really get there and you know, this was just a starter. This was like Communication 101, to tell you the types. We do have tools um, that will help you, you know, navigate this. We do that in detail in our coaching 
Um, we also give the keys to effective communication. Um, I'll give you one so we don't have time to get into that. And one of those is trust. You know, I won't dive too deep into that, but a lot of the reason that people don't have good communication is the underlying issue is trust. It's a lack thereof of trust. And trust is what's going to be the key to being able to make these types of communications um, effective. And even the tools that we give you to make them work, you're going to have to have a foundation of trust. So I'll just throw that out there. But there are other keys to effective communication and effective conversations that are seasoned (laughs) with communication as well. Want it to be flavorable. Oh, yeah. No one wants bland food, right? But, um, you know, just know that good communication is essential to, you know, the success of any relationship that you're going to have. You know, like we said earlier, if it's a business relationship, family, romantic, whatever it is, friendship, having good communication skills and knowing how to, you know, elevate your conversations um, by sprinkling them with salt um, and making them a form of communication is what's going to make your relationships successful. And so, you know, I really look at it as if you are improving your communication skills, you're making an investment into the relationship. And you need to invest. We saw this week Bill Gates and his wife. Yes. And so money is not their issue, correct? Clearly. Uh, But, (laughs) you know, maybe it's communication. We don't know. Maybe they need our coaching and our skills. And they've been together a while. So we want our listeners to invest now in your relationship by adopting these communication skills and practicing. You know, I I know we went past them really quickly, but if you can do some of the five steps that we just talked about, Mm -hmm. that's more than money could give you. Because I tell people all the time, people think that, well, if I had enough money, money is not the end all. Mm -hmm. There's many things, other things that go on that help or hurt a relationship. So when we're talking about investing, we're really talking about taking time, taking time to have those general conversations and communicating and understanding what that is. Being focused in your communication, understanding that that's how you build blocks for your relationship. Mm -hmm. Being intentional of who you are talking to. Yes. Who are you having the conversations with? You know, many times I say, I don't want my goods and bads to be friends and family. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not saying I don't want to talk to them, but I want my everything to be with my wife. Mm-hmm. I want to be intentional of what I'm saying to her. Mm-hmm. I want to be intentional of what I'm saying to my children. I want to be intentional of what mm-hmm. I'm saying to God, you know, what I'm asking God for. And uh, the wellness check, I, edifying communication. You know, I want to make sure how you're feeling. How are you mentally? Uh, how are you emotionally? Mm-hmm. I say it all the time. We all deal with some form of anxiety, fear, nervousness, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And we need to check on one another with that. And as we talked about the nonverbal communication, so powerful. Sometimes when you're not saying something mm-hmm. is more than a mouthful. Yes. That speaks louder than words <laughs> yes. sometimes. If you're paying attention, mm-hmm. you have to pay, you have to know a person to know even when they're quiet what is going on with them. And the type of quiet, right? Yeah. 
Because there's a difference. Yes. There's a difference in just, you know, because you should be able to just be silent with each other and not have to fill the space. Yeah. Because a lot of people feel like they have to fill the space. They can't just have that moment of quiet shouldn't be abnormal. with their partner. That shouldn't be abnormal, but you should be able to tell the difference yes. in the quiet and in the silence. And so, yes, it's a work. Like we said earlier, um, you have to be intentional about it and you have to work at it, but it's so worth it. It's an investment, you know, in your relationships. If you improve your communication skills, we're going to, you know, in this on this note, I did see another quote that said, communication is like oxygen to a relationship. And without it, it dies. Wow. That's powerful. It lets you know just how important. True communication is. Yes. That with good communication, it literally is the life source for your relationship. And that without it, it dies. And so we're going to ask you to make that investment into your relationship. We're going to ask you to season your conversations with communication. And we're going to ask you to go live that life now by starting a never-ending conversation with real communication tools to help you and your family become victorious. Well, that wraps up another episode. Thank you for being about that life. That transformed, healed, affirmed, triumphant life. Go win and meet us here next week for another episode. Live that life now. But no matter what, you just keep winning. Just keep winning. Just keep winning. 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 I'm about that life. If you want to be about that life, connect with us on social media. Like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Live That Life Now, on Twitter at Live That Life 20, and at YouTube That Life. Contact us via inbox, DM, or email at Live That Life Now at gmail.com with feedback or show topic ideas. Every time we look up, we want to see you winning. Live, Live That, that life, life Now. now.